Good morning, everyone. It is January 13, 2021 from Atlanta, Georgia, USA. This is Manchester is burning on a Wednesday morning. This is your, your, (laughs) sorry, y'all, your instant, not so instant reaction to Manchester United 1, Burnley nil. Yesterday evening in the U.S. afternoon and last night in the U.K. United fans, how do you feel this morning? How do you feel this afternoon as you're waking up and getting that coffee in the morning, looking in, trying to find out what you're going to have for breakfast, what you're going to have for brunch, what you're going to have for lunch today? I know it's been pretty miserable over there. Been on lockdown. Dreary weather, snow, rain, cold, wind. It's been rough. It's been horribly rough. But how do you feel this morning? How do you feel about your team this morning? How do you feel about your manager this morning? There are not going to be any shout-outs today because I did my shout-out thing yesterday. So if you want to listen to that when I talk about the tribalistic, collectivistic, altruistic, radical football mob going after Manchester City with no facts again. That's yesterday. Check that out. I'll talk about Manchester City's match that they got today against Brighton. I'll talk about that one out. That will drop like a rock in a windshield tomorrow. But I want to talk about Manchester United against Burnley at Turf Moor. Interesting place from what I can see. I've never been there. But how do you feel, United fans? How do you feel about your manager? That's my point number one. I may have three or four. We'll see how this ring rolls this morning. Here, I got three, four points I want to make. The first one's about Cousin Ali. Cousin Ali, well, let let me step back here. I firmly believe I've been a manager and a supervisor in my field for over almost two decades now. Scary thought. That's why I do this podcast, probably. But that's another point for another day, especially for those who know me. But I firmly believe that it takes a lot of employers to say you're on probation for three months, you're on probation for six months while you, you train, you get to you learn the job and, and you you prove that you at least do the minimum requirements for that job. Well, Ali had that kind of probation period uh, back, you know, a few years back now. Seems like yesterday, but it was, it was a while back now. Um, and apparently he passed that probation test and became permanent manager. And then the team went on a downward spiral that is worse than Barry Manilow's songs for 67 hours straight. But it didn't matter. He still had the job. Now, I firmly believe it takes much longer than three months, much longer than six months to actually learn your job, even if you've done that job somewhere else before, because it takes you time to learn the, the, the politics, the culture, the history, how the product is made, uh, all that stuff in the business. And that's the same thing for football managers. Well, you may have been a football manager in Norway. You may have been a football manager on the in the, in the academies in, in Cousin Ali's case. But proof of the matter is it's going to take at least a year for you to learn your job. Now, I think it takes even, it takes longer than a year to learn how to do your job very well. And that's where patience comes in. Now, yesterday afternoon, I put a a tweet out in response to uh, 
the possibility that cousin Ollie was going to find a way to somehow tinker too much, think too much, do whatever too much, and then mess up the lineup, mess up the tactics, and then mess up all the man management in this match against Burnley. And then they, the team bottles it. And and then, and then we're we're back at square one per United fans. I, I, I sent a a, a gif, whatever, I guess it's a gif of Toonsis, the driving cat. Now I used to love Toonsis, the driving cat. That was a, that was a skit back on Saturday night live back in the nineties when I was in college and had only a few brain cells, but I love Toonsis, the cat because the idea of a cat that could drive is, is funny. I mean, it's funny to me. All right. So everyone, you know, Toonsis tried to convince everyone that he could drive the car and that he knew how to drive the car and so forth. And then uh, everyone got in the car, be like, yeah, we're, we're you know, Toons is at the wheel. Toons is at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. And then Toons just drives the thing off a cliff and everyone just, you know, what, you know, you know what happens when, when cars go off cliffs, right? Because Toons really doesn't know how to drive a car, even though he may look like it. Well, I hear Ollie at the wheel, you know, Ollie at the wheel, blah, blah, blah. How does it feel? That kind of thing. I hear that. And I hear that. I hear that. And so, the idea of Ollie's at the wheel, you could have just, you, could you know, I put a, I, so I put a gif of, of Ollie, hence students driving a car off a cliff. Malcolm Gladwell wrote in the book Outliers, I believe, about the 10,000 hour rule. I don't know if he made that up or, or researched it or whatever. I assume he researched it at least. But the 10,000 hour rule says that basically you take, it takes 10,000 hours uh to be able to be great to be able to to be great at your job your career your your occupation so i take it one step further that you got to have have a a quality 10,000 hours and it may not even take 10,000 hours it got to be quality hours in order to do your job great at the place that you're at now doing what you do all right. So you've got to be there at least four to five years, give or take vacations and breaks and things like that. So Ali's been there for how long? He hasn't even been there for four years. All right. But he's learning. And that's what we learned yesterday. And that's what we learned about Cousin Ali yesterday. This was the first time that I can think that Cousin Ali picked the right lineup, the right players to play in that formation. Hence lineup, right formation, right lineup, and right tactics. And did the switch in tactics and in personnel that it took to pull this match out. I think all credit, well, not all credit, the players had to go there and, and, and do the and, and uh, implement the strategy, but a lot of credit. I have to say, y'all, all those Ollie Out people, a lot of credit goes to him. Look at the lineup. Look at the lineup that he put out there against Burnley. Of course, you had De Gea in goal, but you had a back line of Shaw, Juan Basaka, Bale, Bailey. I'll never get it straight. And Maguire. Remember, Maguire is a tree, and Bale is a roadrunner. Bunny. What? I don't know what word you want to use. I want to. I want to keep it cool. But he's got pace and he's got speed and he is Manchester United's version of Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons and he just threw his body all over the line, even though he didn't have the body for it. But he just threw his body everywhere. He didn't care. He just threw his body everywhere and he got busted up, broke stuff. I mean, all sorts of things. And that's everybody. That's him. 
You just throw his body out there. That's what he does. That's his role. And he's going to get hurt doing that. And he's been hurt doing that. But the reason why he was bought was he would throw his body on the line and he had pace. Perfect complement to a tree. <laughs> That's McGuire. McGuire is having his best time because he's got somebody else who can run for him. <laughs> I mean, and then he can just do his thing. Jump in the air, do some headers, you know, you know, do what he does. And they do each do different things. And so they complement each other. So it's not like tree and shrubbery where they, they do both things. And one of them doesn't do the other. You know, there's no, the strengths are one, but the weaknesses are the same. So they got to struggle. Then you got the, you had Pogba and Fernandez on the field together. Fernandez up, Pogba a little bit back. Now Pogba has that moving up and down. He can move up, he can move down. That's critical later. And then you had Cavani, who was a perfect, who basically what happened with Cavani tactically was the fact that he was going to go up there and he was going to get himself, not necessarily sacrificed, but he was going to get himself to a point where he was going to go up there and, well, I'll talk about that tactic later, but the the idea was, was that as Burnley's defense narrowed, they were going to narrow on him and pull closer and closer to their own goal. But that was play itself later. It's a 90-minute match, okay? It's a 90-minute match. So you had Cavani, who is going to be your center forward, who was, you know, you know, be the person that, that ne- you needed to feed the ball to. And then he had Rashford on the right and Martial on the left. Not necessarily their best positions, but for this match, it was the right call. All right. So you had that lineup straight. Then that first half didn't go well. The referee decisions went rather goofy. You had the the Shaw yellow card that actually did go United's way. That was not a red. That was not a red card. And then, but you had those decisions. You had the McGuire goal that was taken out. And that was a wrong call. United, if they didn't have the emotional strength. Yeah, I remember, go back to Tottenham when, when you had the mental breakdown that happened there when things didn't go their way and so they collapsed. This time, things didn't go their way and they actually went back in the, in the dressing room, 0-0. Zero, zero. Ali told him we needed to tell him. The players told each other what they needed to do. He did exactly what he needed to do, Ali did, to get that team ready to go out in the second half. Tactical tinkering of going down the flanks, particularly on the right side, allow Rashford to be an assist man, basically. Not his gig, but he's a team player, so we're going to do it. All right, so the tactics started to change in that second half, opened up, go down the flanks, pop it, not pop it when you can into the box to Cavani or maybe Martial, or you start pulling it back towards the edge of the of the box. All right, but I'll talk about that, you know, at the edge of the box where Pogba or Fernandez or maybe Martial would be at the edge of the inside of that box ready. All the Burnley players have been moved close to that box and lured towards that box. Six, seven players lured towards the goal and you just pop it out. Kind of like a basketball play. (laughs) You, you, know, you keep pushing the ball in, pushing the ball in, and then next time, boom, pull it out, 
open for a three. That's Pogba. Pogba's sitting at the edge of the box. Fernandez at the edge of the box. Martial at the end of the box. That was a tactical move. PE teachers don't go to the top of the table in the Premier League. Let me repeat. PE teachers don't go at the top of the table in the Premier League. They don't. They do not. So Ali making those tactical adjustments. He had the lineup right at that time. He had the personnel correct. Now he had a line not at halftime, but had the right lineup out there. He had the, the person right personnel in that lineup. And he had the right tactics and had the right emotional intelligence to keep that team together, to do what he needed to do. And sometimes you got to back off and sometimes you got to light a fire. But whatever he did, things settled and they went to their game. And it worked. Because with Burnley, you got to score first. You have to score first against Burnley. Burnley is going to narrow their defense. They're going to be organized. They're going to make it ugly. They're going to chop you. They're going to do what they're going to do to make sure you don't score. And that's what they did. They frustrated. They stayed organized. They they were physical. They did tactical fouling. They did all that stuff. And then the referees didn't, you know, the refs did their thing. So you got to score first, but you also can't. Uh, you can't give up anything because if, if United had gone down one nothing, that game was going to end one nothing. But instead, what happened tactically was the switch on that offense. We went down the flax. You let Rashford shoot the ball in, either the Cavani, Martial, and then every now and then just pop it out, pop it out. When you had Fernandez popping out, but you had Pogba coming in. But then look, look in the back. You had Valley. And McGuire in the back, Valley marking the burning offensive player to make sure that if there is a break, he's got the speed to keep this thing up. So it all came together. It all came together. And it was a great sight for United fans. Really good. Really good. Really great sight. Point number two. The referees. I got to give uh, United team again credit. I got to give Cousin Ali credit because they didn't let the referees decide their fate. The referees in this match in VAR, regardless if you think they got the right call or not, and I'll talk about that in a second. I already mentioned it a little bit earlier. But whether or you think they got their calls right or not, Barr and the referees played too much of a factor in this match. How long did it take? In that first half, when you had the tackle by Shaw, that that was correct. That was a yellow card. To say that it was a red card is stupid. Physics lesson. Look at Isaac Newton. Look at Isaac Newton. Momentum is simple physics. There's no way that like Shaw was going to be able to, to hold up on that sliding tackle. Come on. Yeah, he's a yellow card because he got the dude, you know, the follow through got the dude in the leg with the with the with the uh, the spikes. Yeah, okay. But Shaw got the ball first, and for anyone out there, you know, including you, Mister Neville, to say that no, he didn't get the ball—that's silly too. Objective facts 
Look at the objective badge. Look at the pre-play. He, he got the ball first. All right. So, with that being said, that was, that was a good call. But it took 2 million years for that call to take place. That ruled out a possible red card on the other side when Cavani just basically like chopped down. That's Burnley for you. They're probably going to chop people down in a situation like that. They, that's what they're going to do. They're going to chop people up. All right. But the referee in the VAR decision, and I mean, that decision on Maguire, that's a wrong call. That happens to every bloody header in the Premier League has someone jumping up in the air and putting an arm on a defender. And they hit the, head, hit the ball with their head. And it goes in. It was a great header by Maguire. That how they decided, oh, that's a foul. That happens every, almost every single header. But somehow that was a foul. Ruled out. But, so, so they didn't let, United didn't let that stop them. And that's credit to the players, players in the dressing room, and that's a credit to Ali, Cousin Ali. It really is. It truly is a credit to him. Credit to that team pulling it together and not allowing referee decisions to disrupt the flow. Look at that Tottenham game when things didn't go their way. Referee decisions, red card by Mar- on Martial, kicking him out, banning him. Remember that? And then they mentally fell apart and, the, and it was on. It was a disaster. Because mentally, they let the referees take that game over. But the scary part is the referees play too much. The VAR and the ref play way too much into this. Way too much into this. So the scary part was, was that this game could have been a draw and could have been a loss. But United pulled it together. There was third point. There was not many chances. There weren't that many chances for either team. United's XG in the match was 1.24. Burnley's was 0.65. Now, subjectively speaking, it looked like Burnley had a lot of chances at the beginning of the game and a lot in the, at the end of the game. And yeah, they did have chances, but objectively speaking, those chances weren't that solid. If you look at that uh, missed shot, Avedra had for Burnley at the 87th minute, they looked like, oh my God, they're going to mess this thing up again. That XG was only 0.24. It wasn't that quality of a shot. The quality, you know, it wasn't what I would call a quality chance shot. It was 0.24. He missed it. That was their best opportunity. Even though by the eye, they had looked like they had better opportunities. But Bailey, I mean, you just get your body in the way. That's basically what he does. Just throw your body out there, get in the way. And that's what happened. This is what happened. Now, United's best chance, they didn't have many great chances either, but United's best chance actually was popped by, by Mr. Martial. Mr. Martial got his shot, his best shot of the day, saved. His, that XG was 0.38. That was a quality chance. That was saved by the goalie. It was a very good save. But Martial, he got to get his confidence back, y'all. He got to get his confidence back, but he's struggling out there. Um, the XG on that goal by uh, by by um, Mr. Pogba, who I have changed my attitude on, and that is a credit, I think, to Pogba and Cousin Ali, the emotional intelligence to get that guy 
to keep like, okay, I understand your, your agent wants to pull you out of this, send you to Madrid or to in Turin or whatever. But right now you putting on the badge and, and I want you to play for the badge. And that may have been loyalty. That may have been Pogba being loyal to the to cousin Ali because they known each other for a long, long time. Academy product, Academy coach, but, but get him on board and say, for right now, you, you, you are employed by United. So you need to put out your best. And he, he is, um, I've never seen Pogba better in a United uniform for, in, in, in as consistently. The XG on that shot, with that great shot, with a nice volley shot. That, that's a world-class shot, man. 0.06. Wow. Yeah. Take your shot. Just take your shot. And that was caused by balls being going into Cavani and going into Martial, and then the narrowing and narrowing of Burnley's defense towards the goal leaving open the penalty box area to for Rashford or others to not to pop that ball out to Fernandez, pop that ball out to Pogba. And one of these times it was going to work. And it did. You do it enough times, it will eventually work. So yeah, there were lack of chances. But the stats of this game are quite telling. Do you know who I, I just want to talk again going back to Pogba. Do you know? I want to ask y'all a question. Who, how many tackles did Paul Bogba have in the match? Four. He had four. He had the goal. We have four. Tackles. Mombasaka had five. That's what he does. That's his job. That's his job. He was in every part of the match. That's why Pog was the man in the match. Not just because of the goal, but what he the effect he had on that pitch, defensively and offensively. He did his job very, very well. He was involved in all aspects of play. Quality. Quality. All right. Point number four, last point. You know, I guess yelling at people, yelling at y'all about that game in hand thing. As if y'all fans out there, United fan people, whoever fan people, well, you know, don't, don't, I want to, st- I wanted to stop the talk about the game in hand. Okay. As if y'all were going to win it. Well, guess what? Say goodbye to the game in hand, United fans, because your team won the game in hand. This was it. Burnley was the game in hand. Now your club won it. Game of hand issue out. Say goodbye to it. Hopefully forever. And and what I mean by that is that if it's gone forever, that means that no other games get canceled. No other games end up being postponed or whatever moved and things like that. And you got to play them and then you end up being behind. Say goodbye, United fans, to the game in hand, because guess what? Your team pulled through. They won the game in hand. Now you got the toughest test of all. With the press eye now completely on you. Not that it isn't already, but the eye of the of the press 
and the mob, altruistic mobs coming, going to come after you now. They don't want you to see 21 in 21. The altruistic mob fans, you know, the out of control fans who have nothing else better to do fans of other, other rival teams are going to come after you. The press is going to come after your club. It's going to take a lot of mental strength to keep it up. Now, I said that I was cousin Ollie out. Why? Because I did not think he could win a title. My bar for him to change from Ollie out to Charlie Ollie in was going to be lifting a trophy and not the battery acid one and not the community shield. So, you're out of the battery acid. You're out of the uh, you're out of uh, the Champions League. You got the shame cup, the cat litter cup, Europa, the FA Cup. Guess what? You got to play Liverpool. All right, we talked about that in the previous show. Um, and you got Premier League. So you still got United's got trophies to win. Manchester United's got trophies to win. Um, and, and that my line was that objective line was if Ali lifted a trophy that required um, more than one game to win Premier League, Europa, FA Cup, then I would I would drop the Ali out. I also will say this, if Cousin Ali and Manchester United win 21 and 21, I will be on air on YouTube with no shirt on and eating llama beans. There you have it. I don't think it's going to happen. But, hey, I, I get proved wrong a lot, y'all. I do. I do. Manchester is burning. Is going gonna, is gonna to sign off. Next podcast is going to be the match reaction to Manchester City. Instant, not so instant reaction to Manchester City's match against Brighton coming up later today. Man, I want y'all to look at the light, feel the light, know the light is there. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge the darkness. Know the darkness is there. Do not let the darkness hug you. But if it does, reach out. Take care of each other. Uh, Manchester United is out.